Good afternoon on this ninth day of December 2010. My name is Brother Bill Fix. Called of God to preach nothing but the Word of God. Don't stray from it. Something that we see we're of today. A message was put on my heart not too long ago. Uh, that in my and I confess in my disobedience and my procrastination, which is disobedience, I have not recorded this. It is based on Matthew 14, 28-29, and I'm titling it, Stepping Out of the Boat. Uh, if we look, first, let, me, let us start with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that I decrease and that you may decrease. I pray that the words that you have given me are clear to the hearers and if they do not know you I pray that you will save them today and that you will who has been softening their heart since only you know when will bring them into salvation bring them into the gate which is you Lord Jesus in Jesus name Matthew 14 28 29 and Peter said and Peter answered him Lord if it is you command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. Let me give you a little contextual base here. This was right after the um, feeding of the 5,000. Uh, as Jesus was preparing to dispatch the people, send them away, send them home, he told his disciples to get into the boat and go to the other side, to the next location. Uh, over the lake and they did so and Jesus after the people were gone went up to pray and during that time a storm arose and this is where we're and this is where we're gonna pick up let's go back a little bit let's look at America uh, as I believe the majority of people that are listening to this message because it is being sent to the church in America who she needs to wake up. The Father loves dearly and he has given me his love and his passion for it. Not just me, we know this, but we have become very lukewarm. We are right on the border. Many of us are right on the border of being spewed out of his mouth, as he says in Revelation. We need to wake up. We need to get back to the word of God and only the Word of God. We need to let Him continue to cleanse us. We're going to get dirty every single day. But let's consider for a moment um, from where we sit in our individual churches across America. For the majority of us Americans, whether by birth or came here from another nation, hold some kind of profession in Jesus Christ or at least have heard the name. Uh, those that hold a profession are faking it. They're religious. Some of them are leaders, some of them are not. That is, if the Pharisees were basically faking it. They just raised up the name of Jesus but they do not want his power, they do not want the real Jesus. They believe it not in Jesus but believe in, in a Pharisee type of church leader and or doctrine. So many of us, we run to a church leader and we stick with that leader, whether it be a church or a ministry or whatever, and we stick just with that one leader thinking they 
unfortunately, what we are thinking, we are thinking they are God. Uh, we're holding to a doctrine. We have way too many doctrines in this nation. And we all know there is one doctrine, and that is the doctrine of God, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. This basically was the original 12 disciples. Yes, one of them was, you know, pretty much of the devil, Judas Iscariot. But during that time, he was one of the disciples. They were all raised under pharisaical leadership, Levitical leadership, set down from the original. They were very religious. Uh, they more than likely probably attended temple. Uh, we know they were, must have been reading the scriptures because then God was preparing their heart because they received Jesus as Savior, except for Judas Iscariot. But he still followed them. We still walked with them. And look, they were loyal to the temple. They were loyal to the leaders. They attempted to obey all the 200 plus laws. I think the 600 laws, I believe, but I'm not sure. Not being raised under Judaism, being not studying that and that in depth. Uh, and of course, even God kind of knew that no human would be able to obey these kinds of laws out there. But if you look at other laws, are pretty much they generally are all summarized in love the Lord thy God and love others as ourselves. I mean that that basically is that if, when you look at them, even the Ten Commandments, you look at them, they're all based on those two. I mean that's the way you sum. I mean the first one or two are loving God, and then everyone after that. You know, if we love God, we're gonna love everyone and everything else. Um, everything that is of God and these twelve disciples were more than likely loyal probably even Judas Iscariot even loyal to attending the either weekly or daily worship services again they may have held daily you know in the festivals uh, that were mandated back then they were probably loyal going to it just like we go Christmas man, Christmas service, Easter service, we go there every Sunday. If it's got a nice service, we're there. If it's got a prayer service, we're there. We're always in the body of God. Remember, you know, the temple intended right from the beginning by God was not meant to be made by human hands. And what are we doing? We're worshiping human that which is made by human hands instead. But that's another sermon perhaps for another time. I mean, that's a seed planting. They heard the word preached. And it was preached because the Pharisees and the Levites only preached out of the books of the laws and the book of Moses, first five books, because that's what they had at the time. So we know that's word. We know they, they were from God, so we know that was the word. But the lights were not being transformed by it. I believe one of the reasons for this, when you look back and you study the Old Testament and look at it, is up until the time of Jesus walking on the earth, coming down, being born, born of uh, the Virgin Mary, and before going to the cross, and before being raised until on the third day and his ascension back, the Holy Spirit had not yet fallen on each and every person. It had not abided on everybody, though the Holy Spirit has always been there, will always be there, and is here even right now as we speak. Uh, and even that God spoke in Genesis says that his spirit would not always dwell with man. You know, his spirit will not, and he cannot, and will not dwell where there's sin. In the sin nature. God has made a way through that through Jesus Christ only. What he did on the cross for every one of our sins, taking them all upon himself, being buried, 
three days later, raised up, his kingdom is built and is continually being added to this day. And that building will come to completion one day. And we are rapidly approaching that time. So that's why I'm pleading with you in the name of Jesus Christ, wake up, brothers and sisters. Get right with God and follow what He has for each and every one of you and stop playing religion. I mean, I played religion for years. There's still parts of me that are still in it and God is burning out. And when God burns out, it stings, it hurts. There's crying, there's weeping, there's shaking, there's trembling, but when we look at it from God's eyes, it's worth it. Brothers and sisters, get the out of religion before it kills you. Religion will take you only one place, to hell. There has nobody religious ever gotten into heaven. That may be another seed for a message too. Okay, let's getting back to our message and the stepping out of the boat. Let us look at the twelve. And I know God has sent this message before because I've heard it. Uh, some of y'all have heard it. But it's time we hear it again. Again. God is having to deal with a very weak vessel. I'm not an eloquent speaker. I was not an English major. I mean, I didn't major in anything. I mean, I just went through life. I mean, I could relate to almost every single one of these guys in these boats. The majority of these, when we look at these guys, who were they? I mean, we know it was, I'm not going to name them all because my memory is not that good. And I didn't write it down. The majority of them were seasoned fishermen. I mean, the majority of them probably, you know, yeah, Matthew, or Levi, as his name was, was a tax collector by trade. But we know Peter, his brother, was that? We know James and John, and the father Zebedee, they were all fishermen. The others were very much familiar with the fishing trade because it was very prevalent back then. That was a major area. Um, and when you spend that much time on waters, that much time fishing, you know about storms. They arrive, they have always arrived, and they will always arise until this earth is passed away and the new earth and the new Jerusalem are set up um, on that day after the thousand year reign. <coughs> but even other, even those that were not uh, fishermen by trade, Matthew for instance, tax collector, he knew there were storms in his life and they had a common knowledge of storms and what to do. And for us, snowstorm, we bundle up. As I'm going through right now, on this day, pipes freeze, uh, no way around it, just got to wait for God's timing to thaw it out, there's nothing you can do, people say hair dryers, blow dryers, who wants to spend two, three, four hours, trust in God, and that's what I'm doing, I don't know why he's allowing it, I'm sitting here with no water, please when I come in, and I'm praising God during the whole thing, I haven't sent that email out because I didn't think of it, uh, Praise God for that. Well, that's another one again. So we know what to do in storms. We know what to do in a tornado. We know where to go. We know what to do in a hurricane. Um, yes, evacuation, but we only God knows where that hurricane is going to go, where that tornado is going to go. Tornadoes can form in a split second. A lot of times, there is no preparation. None. A tornado, but anything in its direct path will be taken out, no matter if it's brick, 
made or if it's just a piece of wood or a piece of aluminum. If it's in its path, it's gone. It's toast. Nothing will stand. People that love the world will debate with me. Don't even bother because you're debating with God. The God in me. And you're going to lose that one. Getting back with this again. It's another prayer. Father God, how many that I don't stray from this message? Again, we know what to do with storms. The tradesmen, they knew what to do with storms. They all knew what to do in, that, in this particular boat. What what don't you do in the boat? You don't stand up in the boat. Duh. You don't get too close to the edge. You don't lean over. <coughs> People have done that. I've done that uh, when I've been in other kinds of boats. They knew that. They don't, you know, they're keeping their eye on the storm and the waves so they can. Now, I'm not a boater, obviously, so I don't know exactly what to do, but I think you're riding the waves. Somehow you're riding with them. I have no idea. You're riding it out. When you're in the middle of it, that's all you can do is ride it out. Peter knew how to do this. Andy knew how to do this. They were probably doing that. They were all sitting. And here it is, a.k.a. our verses. Here's Peter, after he recognized Jesus, and heard, and heard Jesus say, Fear not, it is me. Saying to him, says, Lord, he tested the spirit, says, Is that you? Command me to come out of the, to step out of the boat and come and come to me. In which he obediently did. Now we know what happened when he took his eyes off him, but that's another message. And he did it successfully. Let's look at the other eleven disciples. This is not written in scripture, but we're all in church. We're all human. Like these guys were. We can all relate. What would you do if you see one person standing up in the boat? You're probably going to say like some of them probably thought. Uh, they may even said it. You know, it's not recorded in scripture. So we're not going to dwell on it too much. Only just for the part of this message. They probably said something. Says, Simon, sit back down, you fool. I mean, what do I do? Kill us all? Simon, are you crazy standing on the boat? What are you getting on the water? Stepping out? On, I mean, you're going to tip the boat. I mean, things of that nature. I mean... Do you want to die? We're going to die. I mean, you can't walk on water. I mean, you know, that's the Lord. I mean, it's, it's, but you can't. I mean, if Jesus tells us to do something, he equips us to do it. I mean, what, who do you think had a stronger faith at that moment, Peter? Now, Peter's faith would still be a bit. We know this. That's another sermon for another time, perhaps. Um, we know Peter had the stronger faith in the 11 disciples. Now, let's imagine, uh, for you that are leaders out there, or even yourselves. Or even what some of your friends are saying. Now that you... If Jesus has got your attention now. You may have sat at church the whole time. You may have been in there. You may have been born again for years. And just still been living religious. Still haven't stepped out of the boat yet. If you've been hearing Jesus call you late, lately saying. Son or daughter. Step out of the boat. That boat refers to church. It's religion. It's the comfort. It's our comfort zones. If we're holding, if we're at any comfort right now, when we're only under a roof, under a church, brothers and sisters, that's the wrong comfort. That's the devil's comfort. He will keep you there. God does not want us to stay under that church building. He wants us outside going to where he's having his compassion, showing his passion, living his passion, 
if you're comfortable in a nine to five job, if you're comfortable in a paycheck, if one of your goals is to stay there for 20, 30, 40, 50 years, retire, and then drive around and enjoy what God made in this nation, that's a lie. That's a religious lie. That's a hypocritic lie that's better than we were all taught since day one in this nation. Not one of us can point towards an ancestor that did not say, oh, just be comfortable, job, work, retire, put in your time, and then uh, save up, you know, have a nice home, pay off the mortgage, or something. That's the devil's lie. He's held it to this nation, and he's held the church captive by it. We've fallen for it. These are the ones, I mean, not, read the book of Acts. Not one of them remained comfortable in that church. They were all being led by the Holy Spirit to move out. Season on that one. So again, let's go back and look at these. Let's go over to John 12, 42-43. Bear with me as I flip over to it. Should have had all these. Forgive me for my preparation. Pray for further. Nevertheless, many even of the authorities believed in him. But the fear of the Pharisees, they did not confess it. So that they would not be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the glory that comes from man more than the glory that comes from God. Well, sisters, that's all of us. That's, you know, I have part of it. We are, that's our sin nature that's in us. And this is, and consider, consider those words. Do you enjoy the glory, man? Do you want your brothers and sisters to pat you on the back? Or do you want, Almighty God, do you want to hear the words out of his mouth saying, Good job, good and faithful servant? This is what Jesus was speaking to the religious leaders then. And he's even playing out. And how there are a plethora of religious leaders today. There are many today. There are us. We like that. We like the glory of men. We, like, we name streets. <coughs> excuse me. We name streets. We name buildings. We name cities after men. There is not one city that I've ever seen yet. It's named after the Lord Jesus, not that he will care anything about that. I mean, this earth is dying, it's passing away, it's going to burn up. We are to be his bride, but are we alive? No, we're not acting like his bride right now. We're more acting like we're still covered with dirt, still covered in bondage, because we are. It's called religion. I don't know where that one came from, because that wasn't in the original one. I probably need a part of that one, too. The Lord burned that out of me. Perhaps some of these 11 disciples were like this. Perhaps there was jealousy amongst them. Jealousy is raving in this and people can't see it. If you can't see the jealousy, then you've been blinded and you got a part of it in you. I had that. You know, if you can't see the sin, David didn't see the sin he committed against God with Bathsheba and Uriah, his, or one of his own military leaders he didn't see it it took God to send a third party that's another sermon for another one I just preached to myself on that one if there's jealousy amongst you if you're the least little bit jealous the devil is going to keep you blinded by it He's not, you're not going to see it until God or one, one of the brothers or sisters come to you and say bro why are you acting or sister why are you acting jealous our problem is we remain quiet. We think that 
in order to be obeying God, you're going to have lots and lots and lots of friends. Yeah, we got lots of friends, but they, you know, they scatter when somebody steps out of that boat. Again, it was only one out of 12 that stepped out of the boat. They had the guts enough to step out. It took one person. The others did not step. Well, we know where one went, Judas Iscariot. We know where the other 10 made no real moves until after after the Holy Spirit came, after the day of Pentecost. Peter at least was, yeah, he was trying to do it in his own flesh. Some of the jealousies are out there. They wanted to be the first to step out of the boat, step out of faith. They didn't want, or perhaps some of them didn't want Peter, to, the one to be called. We remember the uh, James and John. They were arguing, they wanted to each sit on either side of Jesus, one on the left, one on the right. And that was only, and that's only the Father that put that. Don't you think they wanted to be first? They didn't want Peter to be first. We got that today, brothers and sisters. We got people that are in ministry that should, that have not been called by God to go into ministry yet. You know, because they wanted to go in ministry to get their name up there, to get million dollar ministries out there. And, you know, they wanted to do it for themselves out there in the back walls. They said they were doing it to Jesus. Again, as long as his name is being lifted up, you know, then there's power in that name, so praise God for it. It was back then, and it's more prevalent now. There was also another jealousy out there, and that was amongst the cultures. You know, the Samaritans, the Jews, the Greeks. I'm not going to name them all because I don't know them all. There's just so many of them. That's no, I mean, look at the cultures we have now. I mean, you got jealousy amongst the cultures of... That culture ain't leading. This culture leads. Oh, that culture don't have the right doctrine. This culture does. I mean, it's just like, it's going on now. Again, if you don't see it, you've been blinded by the devil, brother and sister. And I'm saying, do the same thing that I have to do. Get on your face right now. If you're driving, please don't get on your face right now. Uh, go to a place where you can go get on your face before our heavenly daddy. And repent and says, Father... I've missed it. I mean, he loves them when his children come to that. I mean, that's the way we are supposed to. We did that with our mothers and fathers. Mothers and or fathers. All those father-like figures in our lives. All those mother-like figures in our life. Whichever case fits for you. I mean, you know, when we fess up and says, I screwed up. That's what I've done. And we're forgiven for it. But true repentance when we don't continue doing it. That may be another sermon for another time, too. Praise God. Some other jealousies. Let's consider 1 Corinthians 3.3. There was jealousies back then. I'm not going to read the scripture. Read it for yourself, please. Matter of fact, I encourage you. Go and open it up. Have your Bibles. Again, that reference is 1 Corinthians 3.3. I'll give. I'll run through and give all the uh, scriptures again. And how there was jealousy even back then. And much more of it now. Oh man, don't even talk about the denominations we have here. Look at that, the Baptists. There are some Baptists out there that don't want any other religion, assembly of God, churches of God, whatever, Anabaptists, whatever, to preach. You know, they think they're the only ones that preaching the, preaching the sound word. And that is far from the truth. You know, Catholics, they are not all evil as 
Some brothers and sisters may think those that think that need to get on their face and repent. There is nothing in the scripture that says it. There are parts of it that need to go, but there are parts of every single religion, all of them, that need to go. That are of the devil, every part of it. There are assembly gods and churches of in church of gods that want to be the only ones that truly feel that they know how to walk in the spirit. Yeah, right. We need to be real people in any of the other religions. There are Muslims think they're only way. There are Buddhists that think their way is right. Jehovah's Witness still talk with Jehovah's Witness. They think they're still they're right. Their way is right because none of them are willing to just get the Word of God, crack it open, and say, "God, show me yourself." That's all we're supposed to do. That's all we're supposed to say. Show me yourself, and He'll order our steps. That's it. We have to learn that. I ain't there yet. So, and I guarantee you, none of y'all are there either. None of us are there yet. Paul wasn't there yet. I mean, I'm probably one of the chiefest sinners. Now, Paul and I are probably going to have a you know, friendly discussion, sitting down over fruit one day on that New Jerusalem, sitting down and discuss who the chiefest religion, I mean, who the chiefest sinner was. I mean, it's like something like that. It won't matter about that. It's just like we'll be looking and laughing at that whole thing, saying, wow, God is good. Praise God. Let's get back to this one. As we look at our own religion that we're sitting in, our own church building, our own denomination that we're sitting in, our own little church. The body of Christ is not one church. <clears throat> it's never been one church. It's never been one. Stop looking at just your own. The body of Christ is worldwide and continues to grow. It's growing more overseas than it's growing here in America. Not to say that it's stagnant here because that is not true, but it is growing more rapidly overseas than it is here in America because we've allowed it to stagnate. The ball is in our court, so to speak. The ball is in our gloves. We've caught the ball. It's handed to us. The football is in our hands. We're going to run with it. We're going to stand there. What are we going to do? Where'd that come from? Thank you, Lord. The different religions, the different church body makers. Do you think such divisions have got? No, none of them. God didn't set up these individual religions. Not one of them. Okay. I think I'm back to the original temperance message. That of stepping out of the boat. Praise God out there. I'm only trying to listen to the Holy Spirit, but I'm mixing it up. That's why I'm not the speaker. Lord, just let this message be clear. Let it be clear to me. And let it be clear to each one of the hearers. In Jesus' name. May consider what let's look at what Jesus may be calling each and every one of us to do. That's something only only God can tell you. There is not a man, a woman, young or old, out there that can tell another one what it's called. You may get a prophetic script prophetic scripture, but only God will speak through his Holy Spirit, through Jesus Christ. There is not a man when we can say, what is it you're calling? There is no ministry. There is no, no. There is no ministry for that. There is nothing. There is no gifting. There is no gifting in Scripture that says, oh, this is what you're called to do. It's called get on our faces before God. Sit there with His Word open. That's all we need is a Word. Not books. One book. That's it. The Word of God. Can't go to a priest. Can't go to a pastor. 
can't go to a minister and evangelist. They're, they're preaching the word. They're point. They better be pointing towards the word of God, the word of God only. But it's got to be God speaking for Himself. He'll confirm to another one, but He's going to use this. He's probably going to use the same scriptures, or scriptures that all tie in with them. If they're different scriptures, then you need to get back on your knees again because you're not hearing from God. There's too much confusion out there. Antichrist is growing very rapidly because he's getting ready to reign for seven years. Three and a half, actually. Last three and a half, he's going to lose that reign rapidly. That's another sermon for another time, and that's another part of division that don't need to be there because nobody's read the Word of God. Okay, that's another one. <clears throat> Who are those? Who are the your religious distractors, who are trying to get you away from God's calling for you? I'm gonna pray right now a very bold prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that all those distractors, all those scoffers, all those that are especially towards the young people, I pray in your most holy, most powerful name, because there is no other powerful name. In heaven or on the earth or in the earth, I pray right now that that you will silence you silence Zacharias because of unbelief. So you can silence anyone. I believe pray right now that you will silence every single voice that is distracting, that is acting like scoffers. And that is pulling your people away from stepping out of their particular boat. The particular whatever it is that you call them to do. That you will silence them right now. You will cause their tongues to stick to the roof of their mouth. But for me, for the emphasis that you have given me towards the young people. Towards those ministers that are distracting them from hearing the whole Word of God, when they open the scriptures, I pray that those tongues right now stick to the roof of their mouth. I will not pray that they be destroyed, that they will be killed. I just pray that they be silenced at this very second, at this very moment, across this nation, across this world, throughout the entire <clears throat> earth. That you will silence every distractor, whether young or old. And I pray that you, your voice will be heard clearly. That their calling will be as clear as the sky that you give us. The stars that you put in the skies. And you named every one of them. The number of hair on our heads. As clear as that. For us that don't have a lot of Hair on our heads. And let's look at the sky instead. We can see that. For the blue skies that may be out today. Or the, even the clouds. You created every single one of them. I pray that they become as clear as that. In Jesus' name. That prayer was not in my original thing. Let's go back and listen to that song. And I encourage y'all. And I may do it when I'm done with this message. The Casting Crown song, Voice of Truth. Think of those words, brothers and sisters. And it's not a religion that's doing it. That is God saying silence everything. No matter 
whose Bible teaching we may be sitting under. May we as believers, may you as believers, as the believers did in Berea, in Acts 17:11, may we actually do and actually verify it for ourselves. If we hear a sermon, if we hear a message, may we go back in there and meditate on the scriptures. Scripture is just not like a regular book where we just open it up and read it. Okay, I've read it. Okay? you got to meditate. you got to think on them. That takes time. I'm struggling right now with that. Working 60 hours a week, dealing with frozen pipes, I'm looking at, I'm looking, I keep looking at the stone. Don't exactly know where I'm going except where I'm not to go. That's a text, that's an email, that's a phone call. I'm always available, unless I'm working, of course, but I will get back to you, as you all know. Verify for yourself, there is not a I'm not a, I'm not God. Never claim to be, never will claim to be. Not even close. Won't even do it. I'm not a speaker. When I think back over, and I know now these were opportunities from God. Just like, I don't know, I didn't know back then what he was doing, I still don't know what he's doing. In third grade, I was given a solo and a Christmas play. Boy, did I butcher that up, like I'm probably butchering this up. I mean, God put upon my heart when, I, when he sent the 12 of us to Panama, sent to America, to go into church to stand up. And I, and I thought he was crazy. And I says, God, I mean, what, I mean, did you did you fall off the throne? Well, I mean, I, I, all kinds of thoughts were through my mind. I mean, it's just like, but I still did it. And I says, how the words came to me and like they're coming to me now, I give all praise to God. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, I don't even know clearly what mine is now. But I know God's in control and throne. And I know we put this on my heart. And he's going to get it into your spirit somehow, in his way, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God for it. Because there's only him that's preaching. Got only be him that speaks. Got only be, we got to decrease. John wasn't able to speak the words. It had to be God doing it through. We got to remember also another scripture God gives us warnings. that goes along with distractors. I brought it up earlier. Scoffers, Second Peter 3, 3. Last days will be scoffers. You got people right now that, don't, I'm not even going to go into it. Don't even believe. You know, my intent is not to offend. My intent is just let God prick your heart and wake you up. That's it. I just want God to prick, prick continue to prick my heart. There are many scoffers today. I run, I run into them each and every day. I hear them where I work. You know, when I go out to the store, when I go to Walmart, I'm hearing them in the background. When I'm hearing them in the church. They're trying to speak, trying to hear the sermon out there, and I got them in the background. But they're everywhere. That's the weed and the shape God's going to bring them to. Hopefully they wake up. Pharisees are a good example to scoffers. I mean, they refuse to believe. Now, we can go into all the theological stuff, which we're not going to go into with this sermon. You know, they weren't, you know, they had the scriptures, and they didn't recognize him as, uh, if Jesus as the Christ. What we got to do, again, we got to go in as the believers in Berea did back then in Acts. As First John 4, 
one tells us to, we gotta test the spirit. That's what I had to do when I first got this message. That's what I had that's what I had to do continually. You know, whenever we get a thought pops in our mind, the devil loves our mind. He loves our thoughts. He loves putting little seeds of doubt, seeds of success, seeds of seeds of prosperity, seeds of religion, seeds of fleshly comfort, physical comfort. Where's our comfort, people? It's in the Word of God. God didn't say he promised us a big house. That's nowhere in Scripture. Nowhere. Period. You can't prove it. You can't show it to me. If you're living in a tent, praise God. If you have a mansion, praise God. But if you're spending more time on that home than you are of God, it's not of God. God did not give you that home. If you spent more time on a particular vehicle, then God, you know, God didn't give you that vehicle. If it takes any time away from God, if you're spending more time on the job, bills may be getting paid. God may not have uh, given you that job. He may be taking you through it for a reason to break something out of it. And he is good at doing that when we let him do it. Are we going to let our hearts become stone? Because stone just, stones needs dynamite. We have a heart, we got to have a heart of clay. we got to have a heart, soft clay, moldable clay every single day. God don't like to resolve to smash us and do it again. I mean, as he says in Jeremiah 18, where'd that come from? That may be another sermon message. Let's go back and look at who all these distractors, all these scoffers, who basically uh, are they listening to? Oh, Lucifer himself. He's the master liar. He wanted to be God right from the beginning. Him and a fourth of the angels were kicked, were kicked out of were kicked out of heaven. They were cast down to the earth. That's not good for us here on the earth. But God is with us if we let him and if he's in us. He's got to be in us, not outside of us. He's got to come in. He's got to come in and set up a dwelling. He's got to come inside uh, and change us. You know, this is his temple. we got to let him be his temple. Praise God. Lucifer is good. He knows the scriptures better than we do. He knows it, but he only knows how to twist it. He, refused, he rejected the truth because he's, he has no truth in him. But he knows it and he knows how to twist it. That's why we got to test the spirits. Because many are his. But God's got more spirit. God's spirit is stronger. Always has. Always will be. And God will have the victory. Praise God for it. Praise him. Shut up. But I thank, thank Almighty God. I'm getting ready to close as you can tell. Almighty God and the Lord Jesus for his victory. Which is wrought in Christ Jesus on the cross. And it's ours when we come through the cross. Not just up to the cross, but all the way through it. It beat Satan, beat all his deceptive works, beat <clears throat> and beat every single one of his angels. Every one of them, they have no victory, they have no authority, they have no nothing. They are just the tempter, the liar. They come at us day and night. They come at us when we are awake, when we are asleep. If we don't have the Word of God in us, filling us, eating it, we're reading it, we're eating it like bread, we're drinking it like water or juice or our Starbucks coffee. If we're not drinking this Word of God, the more we're drinking it, the more truth we're going to have in us when we awake and when we're asleep. 
So I'm going to go ahead and close here. Let me leave you with this question. Are you willing, right now, right this very second, as you listen to this, and as the Holy Spirit deciphers through this weak vessel, and this nervousness, this shaking that I am, this temple is going through right now, praise God. Are you willing to step out of your boat, that boat, that boat of religion, that boat that you are in, to where Jesus wants you to go, or where you to go, or wants you to do, or will you remain seated in that place of false comfort called church and religion? Leave that question. It's yours. God's calling you today. Are you willing to step out? If if you are lit, I have this in writing. If you are reading, for those that want me to send a train, I'll be able to do so. For those that are listening to this message, if you have, if you can't point to a time or a moment or a second, doesn't have to be the church. Doesn't have to be. There's nothing in scripture says it has to be in a church building. That's another lie. Lie of religion. If you don't ever remember confessing the words of Romans 10:9, acknowledging that you're a sinner. I mean, you can be a good person. You could be doing good works. You could be doing a lot of awesome stuff. You could be doing. You know, you could even know of God and know of Jesus. You could even know why. I mean, I I, I was that way. But if you you got to be born again. Born again means you're dead to yourself. You literally die of your old self. Every part of the old self dies. There's going to be remnants of it that's attached to the flesh. Because obviously our flesh is not going to be stripped off like Jesus was. Praise God. He, he's the only one who could have gone through that. But God will take care of that. He'll prune it. He'll get it off of that. But if you have not point, if you can't recall a day or if you have not confessed before Almighty God in the name of Jesus that you're a sinner in need of the Savior. Jesus Christ, that you believe, don't let it be these words. Let it be the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart. You know who you are out there. Again, you could be a good person. You could do all. You could write millions of checks, million dollar checks. You could be doing all kinds of good works. You could even be serving a ministry. But if you have not had that born again experience, brothers and sisters, do so right at the second. Because the Bible even says today is the acceptable day of salvation. It only takes a second. And you know it. You know if the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. I can't say this. This message can't say this. The pricking of the heart is only a part of it. But you know, you know God speaking through the Holy Spirit. You know that. We all know that. We all knew it. For us that are born again, we know. We know there was that moment. In mine, it was 2002. But again, I grew up with the head knowledge of Jesus. The head knowledge don't get you there. He wants a relationship. He wants to speak to you. He wants He wants us to obey Him. That's all I ask. Obey His voice. I needed to obey this voice by giving this message out to y'all. And I also needed to step out. I needed to step out of that boat too. You will be marked. One morning when you step out of that boat, you're going to be marked. You're going to get those that are still in the boat. They're going to say, you're stupid. You're foolish. You may even get some Pharisees that kick you out of the temple, out of the synagogue. That was another warning of Jesus. First to the Jews and then to the rest of us. But that wasn't just the Jews. That was to all believers. 
they're gonna knock you. They're gonna they're gonna close the door on you. But you know what? You just need to pray for them and love them anyways. Because they're not right with God. If they do that to a brother or sister, they're not right with God. If we do that to another brother or sister, we're not right with God. We should rejoice when we see a brother and sister stepping out on faith in God. If we see with our always if we always see with our physical eyes where we're going, we're not walking in the spirit. We're not supposed to. We're, we're, we are not supposed to walk with our physical eyes. Yes, I mean, I mean, not cross the street with our closing your eyes, cross that street. That's foolishness. That's stupid. I mean, we don't always know the direction. We're not even supposed to know the, until God reveals it. And the job we're supposed to go into. There'll be a strong inkling in the spirit. It's got to come through His Holy Spirit into our spirit. We'll know it. That will put lots of ideas out there in our mind for a job, for a career. Our career is children of God. That's our career. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, shut up. Didn't even hear that before. Again. In closing, Father God, I pray that for the hearers again. Holy Spirit, I don't know how you use a message like this, how you use a weak vessel. I'm amazed every single time you wake me up. I'm amazed that somehow you will get this message to come clear to the hear in your awesome way. For your ways are not my ways and not our ways. And you understand that. Father God, I pray that you will sink this message deep down into somebody's heart. Because you said your word would never return void. It will always somehow bear fruit. But it's always by your power, never by the power of flesh. Because no flesh will inherit the kingdom of heaven. No flesh will get into heaven. No flesh will see God. No flesh can see you. I pray. And I bless those that are still going to stay in the boat a little longer. I pray that you will continue to open their eyes, that you will continue to prune them, that you will continue to mold them into your image. I pray they continue to burn out of them all their old fleshly nature stuff that may still be attached, that you will burn it out, that you will use your refining fire. I pray that you will return up your heat, Father God, and your refining fire and burn it out of them. I pray that you will make them more like gold and more like silver. Father God, that after it's refined, I pray that you will continue to reach out to them, that you will continue to call them to step out of that boat. I pray, Father God, for the jealousies that are out there, for the divisions that are among the different divisions. Again, some of whom we, you mentioned through the little message, some of them they're not mentioned. We know what they are. We see them each and every day. I pray that you will break those down, that you will break the divisions. You will break the visions amongst the rich and the poor. That you will, uh, that you will give us all uh, eyes, spiritual eyes to see. That you will continue to remove the dimness that we have placed over our eyes in Jesus' name. Love y'all. Thank you. Dang, I didn't